The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1968, Episode 11, December. While fans the world over waited anxiously for Christmas Day so they could open and play the White Album, Paul was taking up with his new girlfriend, Linda Eastman. While taking some time off from recording sessions with the Beatles, Paul started producing recording sessions for Apple artist Mary Hopkin. He also recorded a demo for Mary titled, Goodbye. Hopkins Sessions, now titled The Postcard Sessions, went on throughout the month of December with fellow musician Donovan Leach. While taking a break from these sessions, 
Paul and Donovan were recorded in conversation running through some songs. What the stories and all that. You just get the organ, the guitar, and the voice, and a bit of echo, and you got a, suddenly you got a painting. You close your eyes, you got this speech or things
And I said, sang it to Diana Ross the other night. She took offence. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mean it like that originally. I remember. Really? Some, yeah, I just sort of read something in the paper about riots and that. Birds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life. It's funny because when you were just singing, I was saying, what a, what a way to cut a, colour a blackbird, you know, so many beautiful colours to lift a blackbird into people's eyes. So it's, that's why. But you'll see so many blackbirds as well. When I wrote about a magpie, so every time I drive now, they cross the path of you everywhere you go, as if they're going... Nice job. Got it, got it, Sam. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. There's another one in there. Has thou seen for you there gone along the misty shore? In truth is strange to see. Has thou seen the unicorn? Thank you. 
you got a sound on the guitar yet? What does it sound like? <laughs> does it? It's a good guitar for that. <laughs> We're nice people too. <laughs> that helps. I love my poem. <laughs> Well, you take a feather in any kind of weather, you put it together, and what have you got? You got heaven, heaven, heaven. You take a cat, maybe not, you put it on the map, and what have you got? You got heaven, heaven, heaven.
Well, there was one, but it did dabble in other scenes. Yes. Yeah, I know. I remember. Right. I got one that I've been working, but I never got. Something like this. That's what I was doing the other day. It's great. Yeah. Where's the beautiful one? We started it off like a. A funny organ with somebody going. And a funny recorder and this organ sort of. And then somebody who's just come back from Turkey said, Presento di fantastico circasa. A spectacular. No, you're in these Italian circuses, but this lovely echoey sort of little organ. Alla alla nera, Victoriano on the high wire. Ta-da. You know, all that lovely circus thing. And then fade it out slowly. And then begin the walrus and the cup. <laughs> the walrus and the cup. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan and he was speaking of returning to you know the old uh, minstrel back to the R&B like he used to do right just himself and uh, perhaps another person yeah Don's thing is really I think I never enjoyed Donovan's records as much as I enjoy him just singing with a guitar you know, mm. he was with us in India where he wrote Hurdy Gurdy Man and lots of the things of his new Hurdy Gurdy album Tangier too and so nice, you know, he does them so great. And then he goes in the recording studio and something happens, you know, for my personal taste. I'd rather have him completely as he is with his guitar, full mm. stop. Or to go into the studio and do it really, you know, amazing. But it always falls like half and half when he records. Great fellow though, good old Don. We love you, Donovan, I guess we do. <laughs> Now you're lying here in my hand How many years have you been here? Little human upon the sand From where I'm lying here in your hand You to me are but a passing breeze The sun will always shine where you stand Depending in which land you may find yourself Now you have my blessing, go your way
universe runs in a circular motion Thought is like a little boat upon the sea Everybody is a part of everything anyway You can have everything if you let yourself be Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs in a circular motion Thought is like a little boat upon the sea Everybody is a part of everything anyway You can have everything if you let yourself see Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs in a circular motion Thought is like a little boat upon the sea Everybody is a part of everything anyway You can have everything if you let yourself see Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Happiness runs, happiness runs Why? Because Why? Because Why? Because Why? Because Happiness runs in a circular motion Thought is like a little boat upon the sea Everybody is a part of everything anyway You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be You can have everything if you let yourself be on December 3rd, Maurice Hindle interviews John and Yoko at their home in Kenwood. During the interview, Hindle asks, Now that the new Beatles LP is released, what are the other group members doing? They're all doing their bit, you know. George is out in the States, just sort of reconnecting with Dylan and a few people out there that we sort of lost touch with, seeing if we can pick up the label, you know. So there's a great record he's got, which uh, God knows how we'll release it, The King of Foot. <laughs> and it's just fantastic by a fellow called Brute Force <laughs> and uh, it's on Hail the Folk King and you know, it's just very good bit it's very good You look up high and you see the sky so big and blue and you wonder why people don't worship you today you look down on the ground and you see the flowers there red and blue and brown and you wonder why people don't worship you today there was a beautiful land there was a beautiful land there was a beautiful land called Bob. And in this land there was a king And everybody called him the fucking And the fucking did what he wanted to do I said the fucking he went where he wanted to go 
by Maurice Hindle at Kenwood, the Weybridge Mansion, the message once again was to look within for the ticket to spiritual enlightenment. This is the time of people discovering that it's all in your head and Venus is in your bloody head and so is the moon and you don't need a rocket to get there and man can do anything here. and Jesus never came down in disguise as God any more than any of us did. You know, we're all Jesus and we're all God you know, and he's inside all of us and that's what it's all about. And soon you start realizing that potential in everyone. Well, then you can change it, you know, and the person themselves can change it. And, you know, that's the whole bit. Jesus wasn't God come down on earth any more than anybody else was. You know, I believe the universe is in your head, you know, literally in your head. So, okay, physically we're insignificant when you look around to the size of it, you know, but the physical bit is a lot of crap, you know. It's just like you're worrying about your car and talking about it as if there's no driver. You know, the driver's the bit and the car is nothing, you know, the car just happens to be the, the thing you're driving. But the driver's the bit and the driver's your soul or whatever. Hindle asked John if he believed in reincarnation. Yeah, I believe in reincarnation. And I believe that each time it's better, you know. Even if you had a shit time this time, the next time will be just a little less shit. Because you've worked off... It's like it's one bloody big exam, you know. And that's the drag, really. Because it goes on and on and on. There's no quick way out like suicide or anything, you know. You've got to go through it. So you can't forget it, you know, which is... I've tried that one. <laughs> What was the best way for one to achieve that sort of spiritual awareness, Maurice wondered? Well, uh, I was 100% saying meditation could do it. I still believe it, you know. People can become aware of this with acid meditation and macrobiotic diet. You know. So that's what I'm doing now. And the combination of, of everything 
It's the best thing I've come across so far, you know. Hindle wanted to know if John felt all of that had changed him dramatically during the previous few years. I haven't changed, but look, it's just like this. You know the day that you're okay, and you are at 100% potential, and you can handle whatever the situation is. Now, those days are, are rare when you just, you know, when I was a student or whenever I was, whenever I was doing before or, or the mop top. The days were rare when I read. It is okay, you know, and I can handle it. Yeah. But when I got onto acid, right, we thought, ah, it is okay, and I can handle it, but handle it with acid or, or just after acid or, you know, but still the percent of good days as opposed to bad days was just a bit better, you know, but still, you know, it's still a lot of hassling. So then meditation came along, and that worked all right, you know, and it made, you could handle each day better than I could handle it before. But then uh, the India thing came, and I had some, a great experience over there, because I was meditating eight hours a day and things like that. And it was really some trick, like acid was nowhere, you know. Yeah, just, just sitting there, muttering some word in a room. And it was the biggest trip I'd ever had in my life, you know. But still when I got home with all the hassle that went out there and then we came rushing home and I, I still haven't got back into it regularly. And then Yoko was trying to turn me on to this macrobiotic scene. It was the same with meditation. It was two years reading about it, and then I tried it. And macro was about one and a half years reading about it. Then I tried it. I tried it about two or three months ago. And I can tell you, folks, that the effect on you is in three days' time, you're a completely different scene, and every day is a better day. And you're more, you're, the thing about the macro thing is it's the yin-yang principle, just cleaning out your system mentally and physically. And it works. While at his Kenwood house, John recorded demos of three songs. The first song was titled, A Case of the Blues. Thank you. 
The second was a love song to Yoko called Don't Let Me Down. Third was a song to Yoko, comforting her in their time of the Yoko's miscarriage, titled Oh My Love. Oh my love. 
years away. It's just a bit hard, you know. Meanwhile, back in California, George Harrison is asked about new and up-and-coming Apple Records artist releases. We're signing more artists and everything. And, uh... There's quite a few people, yeah. We've got uh, a singles album should be out in the States in a couple of weeks' time. James Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who writes all his own material. On December 6th, Apple releases the first album by James Taylor. Of all the new Apple discoveries, only James Taylor went on to bigger and better things though it took a few years after he had left Apple. His first album, produced by Peter Asher, was excellent and full of top-rate material. Of all of them, this song is probably the best known. Paul McCartney plays bass on the album. In my mind I'm gone to Carolina Can't you see the sunshine? Now can't you just feel the moonshine? And ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Karen, she's a silver sun. You best walk her away and watch it shine. Watch her watch the morning come. A silver tear appearing now. I'm crying, ain't I? I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. There ain't no doubt in no one's mind that love's the finest thing around Whisper something soft and kind And hey babe, the sky's on fire I'm dying, ain't I? I'm gone to Carolina in my mind In my mind I'm gone to Carolina Can you see the sunshine? Can you just feel the moonshine? And ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Dark and silent late last night, I think I might have heard the highway call. Geese in flight and dogs at bite. And signs it might be omens say I'm going, going. Gone to Carolina in my mind Now with a holy host of understanding round me No, still I'm on the dark side of the moon And it looks like it goes on like this forever You must forgive me If it's up and in my mind I'm gone to Carolina sunshine can you just feel the moonshine and ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind yes i'm gone to carolina in my mind in my mind i'm gone to carolina can you see the sunshine can you just feel the moonshine and ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind I'm gone to Carolina
Interview Ringo Starr, London, December 1968. Last week was quite a controversial week for the Beatles. Yeah. How close are you? We've had reports that you're not as close as you used to be and that the Beatles aren't as rich as everyone thought they were and yeah, that they might true. have to close down Apple. Yes, well, that's How true that's is this, Ringo? Well, should we take them one at a time? Yes. <laughs> All right, what was the first one? <laughs> are you as close? Uh, yes. With, you, you know, there's that famous old saying, you always hurt the one you love. And we all love each other, and we all know that, but we still sort of hurt each other occasionally, you know, where we just misunderstand each other, and we go off, you know, and it builds up to something bigger than it ever was, and then we have to come down to it and get it over with, you know, and sort it out. And so we're still really very close people. What's the second one? Do you see the Beatles going on? like they are at the moment for a long time in the future, or do you see a split very soon? It depends what you mean as a split. I mean, we split... Go your separate ways and not... Completely, no, together. we'll never go... Oh, I can't say never, but, I mean, we won't go our separate ways after this album, and we'll always be tied up with each other in some way, you know, because we've signed a lot of papers since we stayed together for 20 years or something. And Apple closing, you know, is, is silly. We have spent a lot of money, you know, because we get... We don't earn as much as people think, because if we earn a million, then the government gets 90% and we get 10,000. We didn't you know, sort of realise how much we were spending, you know, like someone pointed out, to spend 10,000, you have to make 120. But we just spend as 120. So all we're doing now is tightening up on our own personal money and on the, the company's money, you know, and we're not just giving as much away and handouts and things like that, you know, and as many projects. We're going to cut down a bit till we've sorted ourselves out again and do it properly as a business. Do you feel you have been a bit careless with money? Yes, I think we have. But it, it's not that we're broke. On paper, we're very wealthy people. Just when it gets down to pound notes, we're only half wealthy. <laughs> Are you concerned about public opinion? Because there is a suggestion that your popularity isn't as strong as it used to be. No, it isn't. Well, it's because, you know, when we first started, we were the nice, clean mop tops and every mother's son and everyone loved us. And then suddenly, you know, there's a few things that they don't understand and they don't get and, you know, they don't like. And so it turns them off us a bit, you know. But I still think we're very popular. It's just a, you know, we're men now, you know. We're a bit older than those lads that started out. And we've got a lot of things to do, you know. You've got to do a few of them. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what people say. You can't live all your life by what they want. You know, we can't go on forever as four clean little mop tops playing She Loves You. You seem to be the more industrious Beatle. No, I'm the laziest Beatle, actually. Are you? Yeah, see, that's just my image. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm quite happy to finish an LP and go and sit back. But I'm, I can enjoy myself just sitting back, you know, and playing at home with all the toys and the kids and the wife. I enjoy playing with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh. 
Back in London on December the 11th, John and Yoko appear on BBC Radio 1's Night Ride. It was broadcast live from Broadcasting House London. They were interviewed by the host, John Peel, in which he asked John and Yoko about the LP Two Virgins. Yes, Wednesday Night Ride. Well, thank you very much indeed, and thanks to Pete Drummond who coped so admirably this time last week. Have rather an amazing program, actually. We've got uh, John Martin and Harold McNair, Jackie McShane and John Renborn, and uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Your LP is on sale now, isn't it? In Sapcore 1209, from hidden underground types at this moment, folks. And, and if they haven't got it, excuse me, found them. And it's been selling in unprecedented quantities. 700 yesterday. And yesterday was the first day it was in the shops. Yes, beautiful. That's very good. 700 obscene people. <gasps> okay, well, we'll play a bit of that later on. I don't have it ready yet. We'll I'd be charmed if you did, John. Would you, you'd be charmed about that. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, you feel that it's unlikely that Two Virgins is going to get very many airplays? Yes, I can't see it being a, a pop favourite, like, you know, with BOA 2, 3, 4. It's lovely here in Germany. No, that's so what I thought. Is anything a plug, you know? You know how it is? I don't, yeah. Is there anything you want to say about it before we play? Yeah, uh, can I say something about it? I think just playing is enough, you know. Just see. Okay, well, listen. Sit quietly, open your head, mm. and allow it to come in. Or go out, or leave the room. Thank you both very much for coming along. It's a pleasure, John, and get well soon. On December 11th, John and Yoko took part in a Rolling Stones television special called Rock and Roll Circus. December 11th, 1968, on a soundstage at Wembley Television Studios in London, the Rolling Stones were trying their hand at family entertainment, producing a TV special they called The Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. The director was Michael Lindsay Hogg, a veteran of the British pop music TV show Ready Steady Go. And the previous summer, Lindsay Hogg had directed the Stones' Jumpin' Jack Flash promo clip, as they were called in those days. The Rock and Roll Circus was conceived by the Stones as an American-style TV show, featuring circus performers as well as musical entertainment by The Who, Jethro Tull, Taj Mahal, Marianne Faithful, the Stones themselves, and a supergroup assembled just for the special. You've heard of Oxford Circus? You've heard of Piccadilly Circus? And this is the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus, and we've got sights and sounds and marbles to delight your eyes and ears, and you'll be able to see the very first one of those in a few moments. The show was never completed and never seen, but this is the version of Year Blues they did that day. Winston, welcome to the show. Michael, it's a pleasure to be here. It's really nice to have you, John. As you know, I've admired your work for so long, and... 
haven't been able to get together with you so much as I want. It's not been my fault, Michael. Uh, do you remember uh, that old place off Broadway? We... Oh, those are the days I want to hold you, man. <laughs> remember that. John, I want to talk to you about your new group, the uh, Dirty Mac, sure. which you got together for tonight's show. Well, Comprises of yourself. And... Myself, that's Winston Legthigh, you know. And we've got Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Are you really? Yeah, really. Oh, very, very. You've read my file. <laughs> and we've got Eric Clapton from The Cream, the late great Cream, Cream. Michael, the Fantastic. late great. And we've got Keith Richard, your own soul brother. Dirty. Great. <laughs> You're a blues, John. You're Same a blues, you, John. Michael. You're blues, John.
it was instantly creative and there was no big palaver, you know, it wasn't like this set format show that I'd been doing with the Beatles where you go on and do these same numbers, I want to hold your head, you know, <laughs> and the show lasts 20 minutes, nobody's listening, and they're just screaming and the amps are as big as a peanut and it was more of a spectacular rather than rock and roll. Whereas actually the first time I performed without the Beatles for years was the rock and roll circus. And it was great to be on stage with Eric and Keith Richard and, and a different noise coming out behind me, even though I was still singing and playing the same style. It was just great experience. I thought, wow, it's fun with other people, you know? <laughs> on December 17th. Good grief, it's... Candy. It is a holy name. Candy. Is Candy faithful? Only to the book. <laughs> the film Candy, featuring Ringo, premiered in New York. The stretch across the silver screen and comfort all her friends to fill the generation gap with Marlon Brando, ah! Richard Burton, oh! James Coburn, Walter Matthau, mm. and Ringo Starr in the sweetest little movie this side of psychopathia sexuality. Candy, a Selma Pictures presentation from the Cinerama Releasing Corporation in color. Candy, the world's most agreeable girl. But is she faithful? <laughs> Only to the book. Candy. 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 right up. Which is to say simply that teenagers 16 or under will be admitted with consenting adults. John, meanwhile, staged another happening on December 18th in the Albert Hall, where he and Yoko appeared on stage writhing inside a large white bag. At the underground Christmas party called All Chemical Wedding. If you're interested in the All Chemical Wedding, Royal Albert Hall, December the 18th, and uh, it's 15 bob, I think, and a pound at the door, and it's going to be a very unique experience. Your head is only part of your body. Stop thinking with your head. Start knowing with your body. The birth of a great silence. School for teachers. Make the largest possible statement and discuss that part of it, which is relevant. A celebration on December the 18th. Thinking is weightless. Use words only for words, things only for things. Bring your hands. The revolution is over. We are all free men. Body religious article in the worship of now. Get away from the use of words for things. The revolution is not over. Let's make it now. When speaking of action, you're committing the action of speaking. The body's mistakes are called illnesses. The slave says I, the free man says we. A celebration on December the 18th. Go naked. Only put on clothes which do not change that message. Keep your statement as direct and genuine as possible. Alchemical wedding, Royal Albert Hall. Take the world in your hands, your eyes, your mouth. Revolutionary Wedding, Royal Albert Hall. Alchemical Wedding, Royal Albert Hall. Two days later, on December 20th, as the anticipation of opening the White Album grew to feverish proportions, the Beatles Fan Club sends out its Christmas record for 1968, with a cover designed by Julian Lennon, his father, and Ringo. The Christmas season seemed to offer little peace and love for John and Yoko. John was scarred for the way his friends and the public treated his new love. 
George gave her, was insulted her right to her face in, in, in Apple office at the beginning, just being straightforward. You know, that game of, well, I'm going to be up front because this is what I've heard, and Dylan and a few people said you've got a lousy name in New York, and uh, you, you give off bad vibes. That's what George said to her, and we both sat through it, and I didn't hit him, I don't know why. But I was always hoping that they'd come round. I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And they all sat there with their wives like a fucking jury and judged us. And the only thing I did was write that piece about some of our beast friends. And in my usual way, because I, I was never honest, I always had to write it in that gobbledygook. Once upon a time, there was two balloons called Jock and Yona. They were strictly in love bound to happen in a million years. They were together, man. Unfortunate timetable, they both seemed to have previous experience, which kept calling them one way or another. You know how it is. But they battled on against overwhelming oddities, including oh, some of their beast friends. Being in love, they clung even more together, man, but some of the poisonous monster of outrated busload of clip flowers did stick slightly, and they occasionally had to resort to the dry cleaners. Luckily, this did not kill them, and they weren't banned from the Olympic Games. And that's what they did to us. Ringo was all right, so was Maureen. Mm. But the other two really gave it to us. You know, I never forgive them. You know, I don't care what fucking shit about Hare Krishna and God and Paul about, well, I've changed my mind, you know. I don't forgive him for that. Once upon a pool table, there limped a short-haired butcher's boy by the way of Ostergrad. It comes in centred cesspool Adderwick Airport. Her father was his, a long story cut short in the middle of his life sentence. We're indebted to the colloquial office for its immediate disposal of Ronowitz. In concluding, I might add hoc vital over to him. On the other handbag, I mean to say l'amore. Nusson, too jurialistically speaking, this film is about an hourglass houseboat. The full meaning of Winchester Cathedral defies description. Their loss was our Gainsborough nil. The sound of a manservant tile defectively blasting Barden, Pellis, Gibby, Gavardale time. How close can you get his Bergen deviatory council originality? A birdbath feeling sort of dissatisfied. The founder was a bricklayer. I, they, looked into each other's eyeballs, their tongue-clenched minds grasping at each other's what's-its. This was elementary and the beginning of a new line, only now it is an old one already. See how it ages before you're very ASCII. Known as a brief case of malaria, to reign over us, God save the Queen, a hard word. Perhaps she is right to say tape it, but it's not the same, is it? Taping is taping is taping is polarotinuously as Can't read that earth do dwell, a scarlet little child who is lost to us all in his approach to humanity timetable to keep up with his own hers, feeling a little sick myself with a capital my to whom it made John Lennon in 1968. A piece of paper called Charles. Thank you. In December, the White Album was number one on both sides of the Atlantic. George, meanwhile, was concentrating his efforts toward a hit composition. Ringo had signed to appear as Peter Sellers' adopted son in The Magic Christian, his second solo film performance. Hey Jude was the biggest record of the year. Herb Albert, the A of A&M Records, claimed the season's number seven single for his label, with a vocal on This Guy's In Love With You. And small-time singing duo Tom and Jerry, back to their given names, introducing the Simon and Garfunkel sound to the list of 68 smashes. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson, Jesus loves you more than
Hour 8 of The Beatles, Individualism Begins. The Abbey Road album almost represents four solo efforts. And the question of the day, is Paul dead? Everyone had a hard year. Everyone had a good time. Everyone got the boot in. Everyone saw the sunshine. Everyone had a hard year. Everyone let the hair down. Everyone pulled the socks up. Everyone put the foot down. Everyone had a hard year. Everyone put the feet up. Everyone had a face there. the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time! everyone paul and james here to tell you about one of the best music podcasts online today it's called take it away the complete paul mccartney archive podcast yeah as longtime listeners of our show know take it away and its hosts brian brady and chris mercer are the authority on all things paul mccartney wings and the beatles their five-star rated podcast walks you through every single paul mccartney release from 1970 to present day that's every song on every album including singles b-sides bootlegs and you will most likely hear songs you've never heard before which is part of the fun of the show you'll also hear old favorites from new perspectives all lovingly placed in the context of mccartney's career and the musical sounds of their era yeah and don't miss the amazing interview with denny lane co-founder of wings and mccartney songwriting collaborator as well as a slew of other special guest appearances that give some really cool insight into the music that spans the last 50 years. So if you're a McCartney fan, you've found your new favorite show, because I know I have. Seriously, I never miss an episode, and neither should you. That's Take It Away, the complete Paul McCartney Archive podcast, available for download now wherever you find podcasts. Check it out now! 
I'm Paul Kaminsky. And I'm James Kaminsky. And we are the co-hosts of the Third Men Podcast. We are a Jack White history podcast where we go over the White Stripes, Third Man Records, the list goes on. And occasionally, we do a funny voice or two. So you're going to probably want to get used to that. Or turn it off. Whatever your preference. Or whatever turns you on. (laughs) Hey now, you're an all-star, because occasionally... We'll do an all-star We did do an entire Smash Mouth episode once. That is true. (laughs) We are every other week on Wednesdays, and we are available on iTunes and really wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so why don't you come on and find yourself a little home here with us? We promise we'll be weird roommates. If I want to do the dishes without my pants on, that's my deal. That was weird. See? We weren't (laughs) even lying.